Hashtag holding on at Mr. Charlie Bird. Hashtag verse TV 238C. Summary. The first guy pictured broke up with the second guy after college because he wanted to wait until marriage and the first guy told him that you will either give up that attempt or you will end up alone forever. But dot dot dot. Isn't it so marvelous that the good guy always wins? When you do the right thing, you always, always, always come out on top. And I love my tops. I do. Oh, my God, Andrew, I'm not joking. Don't you dare. I will eat if you, anyway. <laughs> but, yes. As far as that, I think it's marvelous that his decision led him to love. And he found his love. And they were able to break open the freshness seal of their virginity together. That's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. And with that being said, I will say that kind of like why I loved X-Men as a kid, X-Men, the cartoon, X-Men, the cartoon, see, I'm showing my age, you know, um, I'm 40, 40 years old. And I, I would love the X-Men cartoon because while other cartoons, when I was that age, would always have a clear good versus clear evil, X-Men would actually show the fact that it's not always just a distinct good versus evil. Most people aren't just trying to be evil for the sake of being evil, you know, just like, well. And with X-Men, it's just that, yeah, they were on opposing sides, but they were just fighting for different things that they believed in. And I loved that about X-Men. I thought that was so cool of the show. Anyway, I remember an ex of mine so, just like the Jessica Simpson song, Heart of Innocence, that I love so very much. I have a gift for you. 
from that same album, something I held on to. While, yes, I was a thought in college, a self-proclaimed thought, sexual exploration, I, through Song by Bad by Jennifer Simpson, I, and also Desmond Child Stay, through those songs, I was like, you know what? I might do a lot of oral with dudes, but there are certain things that I'm going to save. And I held on to those things that will remain nameless because this is, uh, some people might be eating dinner. Actually, let, let me stop. But anyway, I decided to hold on to some things, and I did. And when I finally met the man that I thought I was going to marry, I gave it all up to him. And he, living in the, um, the world, was not also a virgin, which was not a problem for me. But he was very experienced in everything that I had grown up. And he was actually upset with me for not being as skimmed at the game of sex on that level. And I, I think there's more to it than that to the extent that I, I think the MS thing kind of partially played a role, even though at that time I wasn't even using any walking aids. It's just that I, I wasn't able to walk more than a mile. But I, I think stuff like that is what got him to like dig in with things that he was really not satisfied with. And those that was one of the things, the sex thing. He, he was like, I know you like held on to it or whatever, but I don't feel like it's worth it. Not for me. I don't I I, I wish I wish that you had more experience so you could do me better. So you could do it better. Anyway, so also in terms of holding on to it, holding on to it for your righteous reasons. I remember not too long ago, I spoke with an Uber driver woman who was in her 50s and a virgin because she was saving it. And it, it's, it's complicated, um, just like X-Men. It's complicated because on the other side of that exact coin, is the fact that abstinence is the safest way. Anything else, there's a possibility of STDs, STIs. There's a possibility of a whole heap of things. And a number of those things you can't get rid of. <laughs> like on, on uh, one of my favorite shows ever, Strangers with Candy, when um. Mr. Jellyneck got um, an STI or whatever. Um, ooh. 
whatever, put a huge um, sore on his limb. He's like, yes, sometimes you uh, from Chuck Knobler, because that's part of what I loved about the show as well. Like Chuck Knobler and Joffrey Jellyneck, they they had a, a gay love affair, but technically Chuck Knobler was cheating on his wife and all of that. The show was just all around wrong. Like everybody was doing something wrong. Like the uh, stepmother was also cheating with a man. <laughs> and um, he, he was like, I, I, I can't stay for dinner. I, I, I've got to go home to my wife. And that, that was right after the mom, it's Sarah Blank, explained to J Jerry Blank the, uh, the beauty of being in love and how much she was in love with Stu, the man she was cheating with. And he, he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I got to go. I got to go home to my wife. And Sarah Blank was like, see, Jerry, see how important marriage is? It's like, oh, anyway. But yeah, that, that show is amazing. Uh, Chuck Noblin, of course, was played by none other than the exceptional Stephen Colbert. I love it. Marvelous. And, but yes, abstinence is the only way to be 100% safe. And some people do care about things like body count and STD count. And it... <sighs> Maybe it's different for hetero people, but sometimes the thing that's told for the men is to reach to find the woman that has had less, less to, the closest to virginal woman, which makes it kind of complicated. Now, again, like I was in the gay community, so... Like I said, he, he wanted me to be experienced. But it is what it is. By the way, he says he absolutely never, 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 ever, no chance, no way that he watches Hashtag First TV. He said, he told me that. And he's like, I absolutely, positively do not watch that show, Hashtag First TV. I want nothing to do with it. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks, I guess, cool. Anyway, so, but yeah, for heteros, like sometimes, while the men are often encouraged to run out and spread their seed like a sprinkler system, they are also encouraged to find a woman who has not done that. But it comes down to a question of, how long should you hold on to it? You know, what, what, what time? Okay, yeah. You know, how long do you need to hold on to it? Because going back to that woman who was in her 50s, still holding on to it. And I, I told her what I believe. I, I believe that she will find the one for her who will appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm thinking about myself, too. Yes, she will. Yes, she will. So, my conclusion. 
One, it's complicated. And maybe maybe there's a happy medium between being a sot and being a prude. Maybe. But I will also say a friend of mine, when, when I told him when I broke up with the other dude, who was like, oh, I wish you had more experience. I was like, you know what? I already gave it all up to him, so I'm tired of holding on to it. I might as well just give it up to any and everybody. And just like the woman in the uh, Roses to the Rose video by Queen Aretha Franklin, I just, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just start giving it up to any and everybody. And I spoke with a friend of mine who was like, mm, no, Aaron, because what you don't want to do is you don't want to get out here, be wild, and give it up to any and everybody. And that's something that you can't give back, you know, ever. So it's like, yeah, and, and there are more diseases out there than just HIV, y'all. There's more than just that. That's not the only one, right? Again, it's complicated. And yeah. A number of my friends, actually, those who are HIV positive, got the HIV diagnosis from somebody who they loved and trusted. So, it's complicated. Oh, my gosh. Like, I... How much time? This is a very long uh, topic. Sorry, y'all, but um, I know in talking with um, guys that I have subsequently dated and dating, I always make it a point to explain that whenever we get to the point of having anal sex, I want us to always wear condoms, period. Because I have friends who, well, one friend in particular, he explained that um, he and his boyfriend, they went through getting tested together and they were both negative, yay! And then they, they started going raw together because, hey, we're both negative, we both love each other, we can go raw now. Yay! And one day, they got into an argument. And the boyfriend stepped outside of the relationship and went, I almost cussed. I almost cussed like one of the kids in this apartment. <laughs> but went raw with the person he cheated with, because he was so accustomed to going raw with my friend. He's like, well, you know, I'm cheating, but I'm going to keep going raw again. And guess what? The guy he went raw with was HIV positive. And guess what? He went home to my friend and didn't want to tell my friend that he cheated because cheating is a shameful thing. So he ended up and wanting to make sure that everything still seemed normal and on the up and up, he's like, you know, okay, you know, hey, look, baby, I love you tonight. I, I love you. 
let's go raw again. Because if I ask to put on a condom now, it's, it'll seem like something might be up. But I want everything to seem normal. And guess what? He passed his HIV to my friend. So sometimes, ooh, that's, again, brings things full circle, just like X-Men. Sometimes it's complicated. It's complicated. Yes, holding on to the virginity can be a marvelous thing. And if that's your path that you want to take, take it and take it with pride. And yeah, maybe you'll possibly end up like the 50-plus-year-old woman who's a virgin, or maybe you'll end up like the dude in those photos, wedding photos, married to a love who loves you, who waited for you, waited with you, and you all are able to explore each other together for life happily. And if you're somebody who wants to go out and have a little bit of sex, you can do that. You must be safe. You must be safe. You must be safe. Wrap it up. All of that. You know, and if it helps you, think about my friend who got it from his partner. When they had gotten tested together and they were both negative at the time. So the hashtag verse TV family, yes or no question. If a good potential partner actually presented you with their B card, with their virginity. Would they get extra points from you if a potential partner presented you with their virginity? Would they get extra points from you? Or would you be like my ex who was like, well, pff, I wish that you knew better about how to have sex and get Again, he, he, he promised me he, he promised me that he never, ever, ever watches Hashtag Verse TV, even though we're, we're friendly. But he's like, I, I just want you to know, I will never, ever, ever watch Hashtag Verse TV or Hashtag Verse Tabs or Hashtag Bing Rains or something, you know. Stop. Hashtag Bing Rames television. What would? I've heard it pronounced so many different ways from people who just make mountains out of molehills. My answer to the question is yes, they would get extra points from me. And still, most important, if Yes, they would get most. They would get extra points from me, and yes, personality is still most important to me. So I don't care if you, if you, if your path had you to be someone who was living as a uh, sex worker or doing porn. 
or if you were approved yourself. Either way, that that's fine with me, you know, as long as you're cool with where I am and you care about me enough to care about us being safe wherever we interact. You know, my ex, th this is a really long topic. What, what time? I will not make the time to go into this topic. I have been going on and on and on forever, like Eric Badu. By the way, that week that, that with the Duran Bernard video, and I was like, yeah, Eric Badu's song, 360. It, I, I don't know why I said 360. It, it didn't come to my mind. But um, yes, her talking about I was born underwater with $3 and six dimes does represent I was born 360. I was born old. And the song is entitled On and On. All right. Share, subscribe. Share again, and please do click like. All right. Hashtag later at Jessica N. Turner. Hashtag Verse TV 238D. My ex husband came out in 2020. Since divorcing, we've worked to still have a loving relationship. For his 50th birthday, our kids and I gave him a deck of cards of 50 things we love about him. It was beautiful to remind him of his worth on this milestone birthday. He laughed and he cried as he read every card. Many people ended their relationship with him after he came out. Divorce could have ruined us, but instead it's made us stronger. Love is a choice and it's one I'm so glad we continue to make every single day. And being that he's newly 50, just like I'm newly 40, that means he's a fellow three, baby. So I'm 83, he's 73. And it's like, yes. You know, and us, I don't want to call us older people, but us up in age and uh, different generationally you know it's we we get a later start in life as for being gay now it's beautiful 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 absolutely beautiful have young young same gender loving people nowadays can get that same early start as their heterosexual counterparts now, you know, but we weren't able to do that. So, you know, here he is coming out at 50, you know, here I have things I can connect myself to it at 40, but I will not, I, I have nothing to share yet anyway, but, um, it's not too late. Now, I will say this, going back to the book, Queer Love in Color, with one of the older gay couples 
the, the guy was like, yeah, you know, you, you can wait and put off finding love if you want, but just bear in mind that when you get older, you'll be grumpier, and your partners could be grumpier. And they use the word grumpy. Um, just talking about it, it being harder to connect with people because you're older. So you're potentially more set in your ways in things. And it it takes a lot of conscious effort to not let that deter you from love. Yes. Yes, Mr. 50-year-old. Okay? We're not too old. Okay, we're not. And you didn't with your family, you, you know, you're able to grow your family, and that's a beautiful thing, and I hope that you'll be able to keep, it sounds like your wife is really, your ex-wife is really cool, so she'll probably be cool with you and your husband, husband, yes, husband, you and your husband taking part in raising those young kids of yours, in addition to her and her new husband, you know, you and your new husband. So, anyway, yes, all of that's beautiful. Now, as far as the people who left him, because he came out. And I think this goes without saying, but I'm still going to say it. They weren't your friends. They weren't your friends, buddy. Just, I don't want to say F them, because again, I don't want to talk like the kids in my apartment. Nah. But they weren't your friends. They weren't. And... Right, they weren't your friends because they didn't love the whole you. They didn't love the whole man, the whole you. They loved you conditionally. And isn't that what they talk about God does for us and we should be trying to be like God in our love for others? But, you know, we, we keep just uh, falling short of the glory, don't we? Not not loving people the way that God loves us. Anyway, so yes, loving on conditions. And yeah, um, when, when I started, hashtag verse, as far as us being able to uh, be more comfortable later in life, and I'll also reference Tevin Campbell, talking about his an interview that, that he did where, where he spoke of the fact that he's openly gay now or openly same gender loving now. And oh, by the way, w w last week when, when I talked about Tevin Campbell and uh, his situation allegedly, that's all alleged. 
And a friend of mine who's actually got connections in the industry, he was like, that's all BS. Tevin Campbell does not do that. That is not true. So there it is. It is not true. And Tevin Campbell, I, I, I remember the woman in the interview, and I, I've seen that interview before. I don't know why I missed it before, but the woman in the interview was like, how do you feel now when you see people like Lil Nas X and other openly gay celebrities being able to be openly gay? And he was like, I love it. I'm happy for them. I wish that was the case when I was younger. It wasn't the case when we were younger, Ted. No. But it is the case now. And we're not too old. We're not. E even Mr. 50. He's not too old. None of us are too old. Darn it. I keep hitting my chair. Anyway. But yes, we're not too old. It's not too late. You know, we have to be careful not to let grumpiness take us away from the potential men for us. It is not 57. I really misjudged this time. Okay. Well, this is um, an exciting time for living your truth, and we are impacting the future positively by living our truth. Young and old, living our truth, we are impacting the future positively. So let's keep it up, y'all. We, we can do it. The hashtag first TV family, yes or no question. In spite of your late start, will you go forward Generally speaking, in spite of your late start, will you still go forward? Generally speaking. And my answer is yes. I can't give up. And I say that about my MS stuff and just everything, everything. Life. I can't give up. I can't give up. I can't give up. Let's keep going. We can do it. We can do it, team. Hmm. So, share, subscribe, and share again. And here is... Hashtag CerebralTV238 at the overachievers at BlackGayMagic underscore at FMSmith319 at MrClem3. Hashtag FirstTV238E. Let's go, let's go back to the research. You and I have talked about this before. The research shows that we're not lowering our standards in business in order to promote women and people of color. We actually hold them to a higher standard, that white men are promoted based on potential. I think that young man is going places. Let's give him a chance. Whereas women and people of color are promoted based on what they've achieved. So when you hear, wow. you know, gentlemen, when you hear your spouse, your friends, your etc. come home and say, gosh, I have to work twice as hard to make it, you know, as far. There really is some truth to this. And again, I think it's because of these implicit, I don't know if we want to use the word bias, but, but this comfort level we have right. with bringing along people like ourselves.
Is $100,000 the new middle class? I hate to say it, but I think it's actually 120. Hear me out on this. I think a staple of the middle class is owning a home. And in order to own a home these days, you need to make about $120,000 if you carry some debt to afford a three seventy-five dollars or $400,000 house, which is the average home in America. Your net pay on 120 is going to put about $7,800 into your pocket. But your house payment on a house like that with these interest rates is about $3,700 out the door, $300 in utilities. You're at four grand just for housing. Then you got eight hundred for health and car insurances. You got a thousand for groceries. Three hundred to put gas in the cars. One fifty on cell phones. Maybe one of you have student debt for four hundred. Maybe one of you still have a car payment for five hundred. Two fifty in credit cards. A hundred for personal care. A hundred for subscriptions. And this is if you don't have kids or have pets. And you're left with about two hundred bucks. But this doesn't account for again if you have kids, a savings account, five hundred bucks a month into a Roth IRA, or putting money towards your debt to be debt free. Or the big one is having fun, being able to go out, you know, once a week or buy gifts or or save up for a vacation. So this is a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. This is wild. And just three years ago, you could achieve this same life for $70,000. It nearly doubled in just three years. And that's why we continue to talk about this because no one's ever seen this kind of a shift this quickly. So I was scrolling through ground news the other day and I came across this article. It says that FBI crime statistics show anti-LGBTQ hate crimes on the rise. If you had to make a guess, what percentage of publications that reported on this story do you think are right-wing or conservative? Let me know what you think in the chat. I'll give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two, and one. If you guessed zero percent, you're absolutely right. And this is super dangerous, y'all, because the amount of hate crimes directed towards the LGBTQ plus community has risen drastically. There's a nearly 14% increase in reports based on sexual orientation and about a 33% jump in reported hate crimes based on gender identity. And black Americans remain the top targeted group of all hate crimes, accounting for 22% of all hate crimes, and about 56% of all hate crimes are race or ethnicity based. Along those same lines, Jewish folks and black Americans are the most targeted group and the number of hate crimes against Jewish Americans rose significantly reaching its highest level since 1995. So it's especially troubling but not surprising that there aren't any right-wing or conservative publications that are talking about this because many of them actually generate traffic by espousing hateful rhetoric that contributes to the significant rise in hate crime. So like, yeah, why would they report on this unless they were reporting on it to pat themselves on the back, right? But this is just one of the many reasons why I love ground news, y'all, because they're taking trending stories across the internet and reporting on them from an unbiased perspective to show you who's reporting on it the most from the right, the left, and the center. For example, with this most recent story about a trial date being set for the alleged killers of Tyree Nichols, you can see that 12% of right-wing publications did report on that. Not only is Ground News breaking it down for you like that, but they're also giving you a concise summary of what each perspective is talking about from the right, the center, and the left. In an era of clickbait where it's hard to truly trust where your news is coming from or even teach media literacy, this is important, y'all. So for all my folks on the right, I'm wondering, why didn't y'all report on this? So check this story out on Ground News for yourself and let me know. If we received more balanced reporting on stories like this, do you think it will lead to a decrease in hate crimes? Share, subscribe, 
share again, and click like, please, and thank you. Hashtag live mic TV 238 hashtag sounds of blackness at King Black 08 hashtag verse TV 238F. That is, of course, Sounds of Blackness with the song Optimistic from their Evolution of Gospel album. And I love that album. I actually, I almost said discovered, came across it in my adulthood, the actual CD that is. Of course, I knew the song Optimistic, but as far as the actual CD, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And I would play it so much. And again, this is like my uh, mid to late 20s. And at that time, there would be times that I would require myself to only listen to gospel music. I'd only allow myself gospel music because I was in the mindset that, you know, the music that you listen to, you put in your system is, it can make a difference. Now, while today I'm a little more liberal with the music that I allow into my system, as far as not requiring things to be gospel only, I am still cognizant of that because there are certain things that I just don't like to hear for that very reason and and sometimes like if i'm listening to something and it makes me sort of flinch because it's so extreme i'll be like and actually unfortunately not extreme but so uh run of the mill for today nowadays but anyway so yes um evolution of gospel was the title of that album and Jimmy Jam, and I believe that was 91, I think. But believe it or not, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis are the ones who brought together the group Sounds of Blackness. 
and it was sort of like a pet project to to an extent. And um, of course, the third woman who sang in that clip was none other than the exceptional Anne Nesby. And as far as sounds of blackness music, yeah, I remember this. Uh, in the early days of hashtag first CV, a uh, connection of mine where, where I actually did some recording of my first album of my, well, I, I just recorded at his studio a lot in general. Um, he lived in Baltimore and he was doing this, uh, podcast project and he actually asked me to take part in it and at that time that I was doing that I'm like okay yeah so I'm doing this and hashtag verse TV is a new bright and exciting thing and I will have a chance to speak my own mind on this show with him and this podcast ultimately it didn't uh, work out because we were trying to make it like a music podcast, but the music would always get flagged. So it was like, sorry, we can't do it. But it was at that time that I fell in love with the song, We're Going All the Way, also by Sound of Black Blackness. And from there... Africa to America, the evolution of the drum album. And I love that song. We're going all the way. And Sounds of Blackness, just in general, is an exceptional ensemble with inspiring and uplifting and encouraging just everything. Marvelous, simply marvelous, darling. And yes. I will talk to you later. Hashtag Verse TV family. Peace. VerseTV.com. Hashtag VerseTV.com. Stay blessed. All right. Hashtag Verse TV. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, a.k.a. Basic Complex. Reset. Hashtag Verse TV family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV family. Reset. Reset.